and welcome to Talking Indonesia. My name is Gemma Purdy from Monash University. In 2016, Tempo magazine named Istirahatla Katakata, Solo, Solitude, its film of the year, and the art house film attracted acclaim at festivals around the world before opening to packed houses in cinemas across Indonesia. Since its release, it has sparked discussion in real time and online, especially among younger audiences about its subject, Widji Tukul, poet and activist, and the mystery still surrounding his disappearance in the last weeks of the new order. The film raises more questions than it answers about Tukul's disappearance and about the still unresolved cases of human rights violations from this period in Indonesia. What has been the response to this film in Indonesia? How can storytelling about the past through film provide new opportunities for dealing with histories that remain obscured? In this week's podcast, I explore these questions with the film's director, Yosef Anginun. Hi, Angi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having You're in Melbourne to screen your film, Solo Solitude. Just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the process of how you came to write this story and make this film. So the the idea of uh, put Vijitukul in film is actually initiated by some friends, not only me. They start to introduce Vigi as a as someone who in the literature scene, not only as an activist in a Asian literary festival many years ago, and then they also initiated to make a film, and then they asked me to join as a director. They have already like a long script with Vigi when he was child till the the disappearance of Vigi, which is it's gonna be whole life. Yeah, almost a whole life, and I don't think it's possible to put it in a film because we don't have much budget to showing all the time span. So we try to find the best time that can show the complexity of Vigi as a human. So we decide to take the moment when he was uh, in a fugitive in Borneo. Did you know who he was before you were introduced to the project? You already knew of Vigi Tukul and his poetry or his activism? Actually, it's uh, about the Vigi, is, Vigi and his poetry is kind of on, on and off in my my history because uh, when I was in a junior high school a friend of mine she was a student in the university back to the village that we living and in central Java in Yogyakarta and then she brought a like a small paper content with Vigi's poems but I don't feel that it's kind of a poem because it's very straightforward uh, without any like a flourish words that's why I, it's kind of, oh, I don't think that it's a good poems at the times. But after I take the university time, I feel that the witch's poem is more straightforward and it's more powerful. Maybe because I have more context to, to see and to read the poem itself. And also, gradually, I found that there is a lot of Vigi's poem that has a very specific uh, meaning on, on how he write about the situation at the time. How he also make poems with a Javanese language, which is for me, it's very, it's more poetic. It's more, what you call it, it's, it's telling everyday story, but I relate. Maybe because my mother tongue, my mother language is yeah. a Javanese language. You're saying that his poetry, is, it references the time at which he wrote it and the struggle. 
yes. of that period. Yes, yes. And every poems that I read for the research for the films, mm-hmm. I feel that which actually all uh, make uh, like a scene by scene of his life, scene by scene of the situation of this kampung of the village, that also record the oppression of the regime at the time, also record of the small or probably simple dream of village people uh, his neighbor and the struggle to to live so i feel that i do believe that Ouija's poems is recording the time documenting uh, it it's like documenting yeah yeah and so you you were starting to say that when you were presented with the script yes. decided it was far too ambitious yes so how did you decide to approach it the way you did well, we decide to to showing the the life of Ouija that maybe not so many people know about. So we decide the time during the 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 fugitive in in Borneo. We went to several places in Java, mm-hmm. and then after Java, we went to in Borneo. The time when Ouija in Borneo is actually a very complicated time for him because he live far away from the family. He live far away from the friend and the activist and activism because he hiding in a place that he never been there mm. and he start to make a, a lot of question about the activism about himself and about fear itself mm. and then but he decide to back to, to Jakarta to go to the movement to overthrow the Suharto regime so for us as a filmmaker the complexity of a person that appear in the screen give a possibility to audiences to know better about this person not only superficial thing but also the complexity of human being i think cinema is a tools to open the possibility for the audiences get into deeper and deeper to the to the to the problem to the to the issue or to the human i think the approach of making this film as a film that more quiet it's uh, not a chase film yeah it's, it's not with yeah, people on the run yes yeah with not <clears throat> not like to adventure films let's say it's more calm and slow film because i think that's the feeling of vg at the time the feeling of lonely and the feeling of fear the feeling of abandon and he make a reflection of, of himself that he used himself as a tool of movement so yeah what sources did you have i met with a lot of people that hide him mm-hmm. in pontianak we talked a lot about what happened what actually happened at the time it's somehow quite interesting because in the time of crisis we just still smiling and still doing some dangerous activity like i got the story that he read a poems in the cafe which is it's dangerous maybe someone know him maybe there was a police or army or something i think what i call complexity is not only like dark complexity but it's also something that we can see which is still happy with his choice struggling for democracy so that's the thing that I can learn from 
this person. What about his family? How were they involved in this process? Mm. We talk a lot with the family. We talk with wife and the children, also with Maswayu, the, the brother. And from the family, I can see their dream now. How the longing to their father is still growing all the time. So, in in a way, this films not only try to show Wiji as a person, but also the connection between Wiji and the family and how the feeling of lonely, the feeling of waiting still happen until now. Still waiting. Yeah, they still waiting. That's why I don't want to make nice closing for this film. I I make this film as a question of what we call longing and waiting it itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy when I, 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 I met with his daughter, uh, Fitri, and she said that my father is an artist and he make interpretation of this universe. And you as a filmmaker, she said to me, also an artist that you have also your own interpretation of my father. Please be free to make interpretation of my father. So that was the most relief. Yeah feeling for me as an artist as a director when I make a film about someone who are actually a real person and exists yeah that's, that's how the connection with the family yeah and so just go back a little bit to where you you know you said that in fact that there were other people who'd been involved in thinking about and wanting to make a film about yeah. which you took for a long time what was driving them and what was driving you in terms of mm. making this film in mm. Indonesia for mm. an Indonesian audience now I think we realized that we got democracy with big effort mm-hmm. and the effort itself is somehow easy to forgotten not because a lot of people want to forget about the struggling of getting democracy but it's because there is no system in our country that can make people see clearly about our own history there is no system that designed by the government or a nation to learn from the history comprehensively, clear and honest. What do you mean by system? I mean, of course, we need to put the history as knowledge that open to be discussed every time yeah. and open to be read by everybody without any shell, without any limit. Thing. Yeah, without any limit. So, but the problem in, in Indonesia is there is no effort to make history... Part of the popular kind of conversation? Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, there is no effort at all to make history. is a kind of a learning process. Some of us really, really want to go fast to the future and didn't want to see what left behind. It means that we didn't realize that what left behind is actually built us today. And the system is not exist. So we need to grow our own independent system or maybe independent popular tool on how to learn and how to or how to start to discuss the history. And film is kind of a popular tool that really, really powerful to open the possibility to discuss the history. What we call history maybe is not something happened 200 years ago, but something happened like five years ago, 10 years ago. Now in Indonesia, a lot of people already forget what happened in the 1998. It's a big event when the student pushed Suharto to 
his, so his so you're saying it's forgotten or are you saying it's just not highlighted it's enough? forgotten i think that a lot of people already forgot it when you say people do you mean a particular generation that were born after 98 or were children then i think the problem is not only someone who was born after 1998 but okay. also the the older people they don't want to they don't want to transfer the knowledge of the history or what happened during the time to the the younger generation also there is not so many tools on how to open discussion with mm-hmm. the young people mm-hmm. so when we initiate the film it we realize that this film is for young people or the film should be a bridge breaching the generation with the older generation or the younger generation so how have the audience responded to the film in indonesia it's amazing because okay uh, i can say by the number we got 53000 ticket admission for like a human right film like with yeah, the it's an with, art yeah art film. art film with yeah. the yeah human right issue film so it's a big number for for us and also we see that there is a lot of comment in the social media mm-hmm. hashtag in the social media made by young people to be part of this movement to remember Wijitukul, to remember the movement for democracy. There is a lot of blog when we check who is the writer of this blog, we can see that they are young people who, who, was, who was born in 1995, 1993. Yeah. There is a lot of caption in Instagram with the picture of Wiji or, or with the picture of ticket and caption about Wiji's poems, popular poems so or maybe some Reaching things. a new reader. And yes, audience. yes. We Actually, we are surprised with the effect on how we can use the, the social media as a, as a tool to try to cultivate the, the response after the film. And we also surprised that now when we make a film about some certain issue like for example, a human rights issue. The social media is extension of the screen. And it sounds like it's been an organic thing. It's not something that has been part of the promotion of the film. It's just the people doing it themselves. Is that how it works? It's very organic. Yeah. I think it's very organic. Of course, we do some strategy on how to make yeah. a marketing for this film. Mm-hmm. But we've seen that this is organic because not only in social media, they make a movement. In Malang, in East Java, it was no screen for uh, solo solitude in the cinema so there is a petition online petition from the young people to pursue the cinema chain to bring the film to malang and the petition is signed by 700 young people online petition and then we call cinema with different language so mm-hmm. i we say to cinema don't you see the money there with 700 ticket like captive market there or they agree to open one screen. The business of cinema in Indonesia is somehow quite strange because we cannot choose on which city we want to showing our own film. So the decision is on the, the cinema change. But you got screened lots of places across Indonesia, many screens. Yeah, on the first day, we have 19 screens all okay. around Indonesia, mm-hmm. mostly in Jakarta. But we have a Jakarta, we have Yogyakarta, Semarang, Surabaya, Kupang, Makassar, Medan. In the first day, it was all sold out. 
especially in Jakarta and the main city in Java. So it's become viral in that Solo Solitude film about Vichy Tukul is sold out everywhere. And in the second day, the cinema chains decide to give 10 more screen. And the weekend, the cinema chains decide to give us another 10 screen. So total, we actually got 37 screens, which is, is a big number for the art film. Tell me how important it was. I mean, the film, you took it to festivals around the world before mm. it opened in Indonesia and you had a lot of success at festivals in Europe and mm. you went to Busan as well. How important is that for this film and getting that momentum behind it? Well, I do realize that we don't have much resource to do the marketing. Mm or strategy or maybe publish public publications to these films so festival help a lot to make the publication because it's kind of a magnet for the journalist right yeah tempo gave you film of the year right yes, yes. yeah but first when we when we screen this film in locarno we got already exposure in compass in the, the big media and then almost every month after the first screening in locarno we always got news in the media in the main media so the, on august we got like which film which you go in locarno and then on september we got film which you took in another place and it's kind of organic because after that the journalists keep asking us where after after where next yeah what, what the next festival and then when we we showing in a cinema on january actually we already make our marketing strategy start from the six before. months before that you'd already before. yeah exactly yeah so you built yeah. up the yes. interest and yes. then when you opened yes. you were able yes. to have yes. sell out yes. why do you think the indonesian media was so excited about it the issue is important. It was the issue. Uh, yeah, the issue is important. And actually, I think a lot of people really want the case is open again. I also feel that the way of freedom of expression and how press get more space to criticizing and to be real a duty as a press, as a, as a journalist, I think it's also the struggle of Wiji, so they yeah. they give some honor to him. So you were also at Cannes this year, not mm -hmm. obviously with this film, but yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Indonesian film industry as a whole. Mm. So Cannes was kind of a big moment for Indonesian film this year because there was a film called Marlena, which yeah. was in yeah. the director's fortnight, and Variety magazine described it as a cinematic resurgence happening in Indonesia. Oh. Do you agree with that kind of assessment? Indonesian cinema is growing now with not only a, the film that already showing in a festival as part of soft diplomacy on how to showing Indonesia in, in the global discussion of cinema and art, Mm -hmm. But also, we, we can make a comparison that there is an, a lot of new style of Indonesian cinema now, now growing. Like, of course, uh, at the time, maybe when we, when we talk about Indonesian art house films, maybe we just can mention just few style or just few person. But now we can see that a film like Marlena has position to be representative of Indonesian situation. And it's not only the growing of number that Indonesian cinema is every everywhere mm -hmm. in, in the world, in the festival in the world, but also the growing of quality and how cinema Indonesia expand in many, many levels, including style of telling the story and the story itself. 
so we are exciting to yeah, yeah. to explore more and more about Indonesia. I think. Mm. More yeah. stories and different stories. ways of telling the yeah, stories. Yeah. People have given some credit. I wonder if you you also give credit to the Jokowi government and to Beckruf, the Indonesian Agency for Creative Economy, and mm. changes to foreign investment rules around film. Do you think that that has had an impact? It started to give some impact. I think the impact for the the new new regulations and new support it will be effective not in this yeah it'll take some time era. it takes sometimes like maybe for the next five or seven years mm-hmm. but we can see that the government has evolved to support like now there is initiation to make some platform to connect the filmmaker with the financiers Okay. which is it's never happened in Indonesia. This platform is initiated by Bigcraft and BPI Badan Perfilman Indonesia to to make to make a one day meeting. Yeah. Uh, within idea and like a dating site, like yes, a matchmaking. Like, like like a matchmaking between idea and money. <laughs> right. So uh, it's good because the initiation is come from the government. Of course, in the past, maybe there is some initiation, but it's not from the government. It's it's from the private financier, financier or maybe independent film festival. Filmmaking, it's not only about idea and money, but yeah. filmmaking is kind of a process on how we have a concern on something. We have an idea regarding the, our concern on, some, on something that we really, really want to sh- make it as a film. And then we start to write in a good way so that we can see that all the process of filmmaking is kind of a what you call holistic process not only the making itself but we consider also the context of the idea where did the finance for solo solitude come from the money is actually from some friend that they agree to introduce again to young people about the issue of reformasi, about yep. the issue of democracy. So it's kind of... A, so never with a kind of commercial um, no, incentive no. at all? No, no. no. So because I think a lot of people care with the issue. Yeah. A lot of people want to tell the story about what's the real happen. As you know though in Indonesia at the moment some of these stories from the past where it is difficult to tell them but in your case with your film did you have any trouble with censorship or responses once it was in the cinemas? Well we don't have any problem with censorship which actually we are quite surprised because we assume that there will be something happen in the censorship but we didn't have the, the many problem in censorship and actually we are supported also by the, the Ministry of Culture and education in Indonesia that they have same vision with us about the history and how we we can use film about democracy in Indonesia as a tool to introduce Indonesia to introduce let's say the new Indonesia now the new the new way to see Indonesia in another concept of country that still growing still have a problem but we are growing to the something better now kind of brave I mean in a way because to support the idea of a film that reveals the difficult things from the past like this film does for an international audience yes uh, yes Um, we make several meeting and argumentation with Mm -hmm. the governments Mm -hmm. on to support the film as a maybe we can call it like a soft diplomacy but in the end they really really 
support this film even uh, last month there is a festival in bulgaria and we got award there it's it's like a jury prize award there uh, we didn't submit our film to the festival but the government the like uh, the part of minister of uh, education and culture yes submit the film to the festival as a wow because indonesia is part of the Mm-hmm. like a special guest or something like a focus mm-hmm. on Indonesian mm-hmm. film so they taking care they of the film it. yeah which I feel that it's I don't know it's maybe optimism on how to keep making a film about something that probably people can say it's like sensitive issue but actually how we create this sensitive issue in with the with the creation of of art of, of mm-hmm. cinema that can be used as a hints on to 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 not to solve it but maybe to to discuss to open discussing about mm-hmm. it also in the sensor process we are quite happy because there is no problem about it we realize that under the indonesian law there is there is obligation to put the film in the in, in a sensor but i think i don't know maybe they are also learning something on yeah. on how to how to use film also not only yeah yeah yeah, yeah they learn about film Yeah, Hopefully. but it's also, I mean, what you're describing is, it's, um, as you said, it's an Indonesia, it's representing an Indonesia that's maturing and that... Hopefully, hopefully. yes, hopefully, yes. Yeah, yeah recently we, we have a we have a big issue on about the film yes. uh, G30S, mm-hmm. uh, Pengkhianatan G30S, which is actually a, a propaganda film during Suharto era. And there is a initiation on two... Showing it again to the to the young audiences to prevent the growing of uh, new communists in Indonesia, but for me it's kind of little bit I don't know hilarious on to showing it again because those film is old and old fashioned and dated yeah and not effective anymore to if they want to use it as as what they say to prevent the communism or something yeah. but for me it's kind of a sign that actually if we want to talk about something that already happened in the past just put it in the screen and then we can argue it as long as it's not propaganda as long as still open for discussion I so think. you're not too upset about it you about this push for this film to get shown and it is being shown right the the military are having gatherings and showing the film yes it's it's not said but it's it's like hilarious like it's like yeah and it's four hours long it's four hours long and i just i i didn't attend the screening in in the last month. military uh place but it must be so funny on how they actually trying too hard to trying too hard but no new way to to deal with the with the society right now well they're actually going back and using the new order yes yes literally yeah i i don't know i don't know what's the reaction because but i i'm sure that actually young people don't like the film no i mean they just see oh my god what the film is very long like four hour and then (laughs) even a lot of parody on social media about this film right that's how the but that's Getting That's the how the new politics, yeah. That's now how the new politics and the rest, how how the new response of of the young people on on the serious things. If you say that, yeah, yeah, make fun of it. 
They make fun of it, yes. Rather than buy into it. And so for this film, Solo Solitude, you're still screening in Indonesia and doing things like bringing it to Australia at the moment. So it will then be available for people to buy on DVD and that kind of thing? Now in Indonesia, uh, we have a lot of screening in the university yeah. or the uh, community yes. or on a, what they call it, a, a independent cinema. And is that something that is happening again kind of spontaneously? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's spontaneously. They, they, they ask to yeah. ask, can I put this film to our film festival in our campus. Yes, yeah. why not? And yeah. then also uh, we, we have a video platform that people can watch it in the house. It's reaching as many people as you can get yes. it to reach. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so you said that you think that there is a growing audience for art house film. Do you think that that audience is also hungry to have more of these these kinds of stories told about human rights stories mm. or about Indonesia's past in told in well, different ways. I can say optimistically, yes. Uh, on, so not only about the issue, but also in the way of story, storytelling, as I as, as I mentioned yeah. before. Uh, it's a challenge for filmmaker to to be more sensitive about the issue, repeated issue, yeah, or repeated themes that already yeah it's already repeated many many times so the challenge is to tell it in a different way to find another story mm -hmm. to find uh, to also to put the concern the important issue into the story itself mm -hmm. because otherwise the film can be really really miscontext or doesn't have any context doesn't resonate with people yeah doesn't resonate with people yeah. And, uh, and their lived yeah, experience yes. and all of that, and so that's you know you, your focus on that humanity of Wijitukul is how you can yeah. reach that. Well, Angi, all the very best for Solo Solitude, but Thank already you. it's been so highly awarded and acclaimed, and um, congratulations on it, and yeah, all the best for your next project. Thank, Thank you, very you much. for joining me. Thank you. That was Josip Angi Nun, director of Solo Solitude. You can catch the film at screenings around Indonesia and elsewhere. Just follow them on hashtag WijitukulDBioskop. Thanks again for joining us. Look out for a new Talking Indonesia podcast every fortnight. And you can catch up on previous episodes via iTunes, SoundCloud, or by visiting your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for your company. Bye for now.